The teams would be made up of volunteers who had proven their ability to accomplish any mission or die trying. The small brush fires in Vietnam, fed by communist China, grew into an inferno that could no longer be ignored. To cut the supply lines, stop the communist infiltration of South Vietnam, and sustain the balance of power in Southeast Asia, the SEALs would become the unconventional force that could take the battle to the enemy on their own turf. The SEALs would not be another means to use the heavy hammer of American military power. They would be small units of extraordinary men who would become the surgeons of unconventional warfare, going anywhere at any time to take on and defeat any enemy. To learn how to fight a guerrilla war, the SEAL teams started with a blank slate. Everything from tactics to weapons was new. Unless we had tried it, tested it, and proven it, we didn't bet our lives on it. There was only one fact that we did bet our lives on. If you were one of us, you were one of the best trained and toughest fighting men in history. The men who became the backbone of the SEALs were warriors, and warriors can only be forged in battle. In Vietnam we learned the warrior's craft. We took the battle to the enemy in the jungle, the mangrove swamps, the rice paddies, and on the rivers, the canals, and underwater. As we learned, fought, and reinvented guerrilla war, the men with green faces brought terror to the hearts of the Viet Cong. Throughout my career as a SEAL I had the privilege of fighting beside many good men. But Master Chief Tom Keith, U.S. Navy, retired, is one of the warriors that made the SEALs what they became, the most deadly, unconventional group of warriors who have ever existed. Tom was and remains an operator, one of the very few men who is only fully alive when he is in the bush, jumping out of perfectly good airplanes that are not on fire, underwater, or under fire. When the night is dark, the enemy numbers overwhelming, and the shit is going to hit the fan, Tom Keith is the man I want at my back. Lieutenant Michael E. Thornton, U.S. Navy, retired, SEAL Team 1, recipient of the Congressional Medal of Honor. Preface Our nation was created by men who would have been proud to call Tom Keith their friend. Like Tom, the first Americans who fought for their nation were volunteers, citizen soldiers and sailors, who, when their service was needed, raised their hand, signed their name or scratched their mark on an enlistment contract that many couldn't read, and left behind their homes, shops, fields, and families to march into harm's way. Most of these volunteers were men, but as we have come to know, women disguised as men also fought. War, when we look closely at our history, must be endemic to freedom for we have been unceasingly at war since long before America as a nation existed. When we speak of peacetime, what we most often mean is the time between wars that engage us as a nation. When we look outside of this narrow definition, it is difficult or impossible to find even a few weeks of what most would consider peace. It is said that if one loves peace, one must constantly prepare for war. It is a fact that the first Americans, the indigenous people who have been called American Indians for centuries, lived at war. They killed their meat, fought their enemies with the best weapons at hand, sired children, and lived from the land. 
They were, and many still are, exceptional examples of guerrilla warriors. It was from these warriors that the American frontiersmen learned how to fight, and also realized that numerical and technological superiority did not always mean victory. From the beginning, Americans have been at war or preparing for it. As a people, Americans are unique. Ours is the only nation that guarantees that each citizen has the right to be armed, a freedom exercised by more than 30 million hunters and shooters every year. America has been called a nation of riflemen, and I can see little room to debate this. In many communities, schools close for the opening few days of deer season, and twelve-year-old children carrying high-powered rifles sneak into the wilderness to, as the mountain men said, make meat. Hunting to some has become a sport.